are now listening to the podcast 82488. All of these factors shift cultural preferences over time. It was fascinating for us to dive into the history of flavor and to look for reflections of our own notions about it across time and space. One through line is the sense that the art of cooking is an expression and reflection of a civilization itself. As Berlat Safran puts it with a typical pithiness, animals feed themselves, men eat, but only wise men know the art of eating. And that was a selection from today's book, The Art of Flavor, Practices and Principles for Creating Delicious Food, by authors Daniel Patterson and Mandy Aftel. administrator, 
as Michael A. Simmons entreats us in a history of cooks and cooking, forget for a moment their mouth-watering creations and think of cooks as rationing resources. Think of them counting out one artichoke for each guest. Think of them balancing the sweet and the sour. Think of them ensuring fat, but not too much, and fiber, but not too much. Cooks use their eyes, ears, touch, and especially nose, teeth, and tongue to share, and the most balanced results become the most satisfying. Page 24 suggests green medicinal herbs. The gala is sweet with uplifting vanilla floral aromatics. The two ingredients don't look the same, feel the same, smell the same, taste the same. There is no the apple. There's not the granny smith or the gala either. Even two samples of the same variety of apple can vary enormously in the nuances of texture, flavor, and aroma, depending on where they were grown, when they were picked, where and how and for how long they were stored, even which branch of the tree they came from. We like to think of ingredients as the most basic building blocks in cooking. They are, in the sense that they are irreducible, but they contain multitudes. As the perfumer knows, the flavor of even the simplest ingredient is multidimensional because it's the combined effect of the unique bouquet of volatile compounds the ingredient contains. These vary infinitely in their nature and proportion. As Harold McGee, the unparalleled writer on the science of food puts it, with natural materials of almost any kind, both the specific volatiles and the proportions can vary due to the genetics of the plant, growing conditions, harvest times, and post-harvest handling. Any given apple contains more than 300 separate volatile compounds identifiable through gas chromatography. Even two apples of the same variety from the same tree will contain different volatile compounds in different proportions if they are in different stages of ripeness. One GC reading of cooked beef revealed 486 such compounds in it and 541 in black tea. And that fragrant cup of your morning coffee will have in the neighborhood of 800 even before you add anything to it. As we'll explore, paying attention not just to the dominant taste of each ingredient, but also to its nuances is the key to creating great flavor. In fact, it's telling that we use the same word, flavor, to refer to the overall impression of a single ingredient and to that
side of a finished dish. Both are instances of out of many, one. Most people are accustomed to the idea that animal products, meat, fish, and dairy, for example, are dramatically affected by what the animal that produced them ate and drank. Indeed, in some gastronomic circles today, this awareness approaches the level of obsession expressed centuries ago in the Sultan's Book of Delights, which, page 88, rule 4, light flavors need to be grounded. Sometimes what your ingredients need isn't lift, but depth. Light, bright flavors can be potent and forward in an appealing way, but they need a platform on which to dance. Again, registers are relative. A vegetable or even a spice can provide the grounding that's needed for a delicate combination. Conversely, a vegetable or grain can seem insubstantial or unsatisfying without a deeper note. Balance, of course, is relative and dependent on the unique character of your ingredients, so it can't be precisely measured or codified, but instead depends on your judgments and adjustments in the moment. Generally, though, the use of fat, earthy flavors, and the addition of fermented or umami-rich ingredients are good ways to deepen flavors in order to create a balanced combination. Also, light flavors can be concentrated through reduction, which removes water, or through long cooking, or the brief application of heat, which can make them more profound. The end. The art of flavor, practices, and principles for creating delicious food. Daniel Patterson and Mandy Aftel. Throughout the flight of literature, you will find a story that touches your soul. Please support the authors in this show by viewing the books on the website 82488.com. That's numbers eight, two, four, the word eight.